What's up, everybody? We are back with the Hot by Happy Hour. Got the boys with me, Sammy and Kobe. Sammy, you're off site again. You're not home. Where you at? What you drinking? What you smoking? I'm back on location at my uh, my favorite destination. That would be Best Cigar Prices. In this case, I'm at the Best Cigar Pub, which is attached to Best Cigar Prices. Again, a little cold outside to have a cigar. I'm not quite acclimated to it yet, so I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to go over there and sit in a warm room and, and smoke a cigar. So today I splurged over the weekend, and uh, Black Friday came down here, got a Sin Compromiso, expensive cigar, but they had 30% off here in the store, uh, usually about a $20 stick. Uh, so I saved myself a couple dollars, and I'm smoking one of those today. Uh, again, Sin Compromiso, it's pretty good, but on the pricier side. Uh, drinking the same thing I had last week, one of the uh, the pear cranberry mules. Again, they're, uh, they're pretty damn good, and one in Rome. May as well partake, right? Yeah. So, uh, Sammy, let's say someone wanted to buy that cigar you're having tonight. Where'd they buy it? Bestcigarprices.com, like I mentioned. Uh, they stick by that name. They'll, they'll match anything you can find on any other online retailer, uh, match that price. And, uh, you know, right now with Black Friday deals, they got a, a, a lot of stuff going on, so... They had anywhere between 20 and uh, and 35% off some of the stuff over the weekend. And uh, you can always use promo code Sammy Claus. That'll get you an additional 10% off anything in the store. Look at that. The promo code finally made it a full year, and now it's relevant again. That's right. Kobe, what's going on with you? Uh, not much. Just uh, got off work a little late, so I wasn't able to get to the, the store and pick up a brew. So just having a Coca-Cola. Yep, getting real, real heavy up in these parts, um, and it's like freezing cold in my house. So I'm, I'm bundled up in a, in a hoodie and a blanket, and yeah. So we ch we're chilling, literally. What about you, Quinn? Yeah, um, it's funny. Me and Kobe work at the same location, but I got off work 45 minutes early today, um, and so I did have time to run to the store and get a brew, and I got a really good one. Uh, I got one of the new beers from Clown Shoes. It's called the Storyteller. It's a imperial stout. It's aged in whistle pig rye barrels. It is fucking incredible, but it is definitely a sipper. And kind of like Sammy's cigar, it ain't cheap. It was $10 and like 50 cents for this one can of beer. But it's it's taller than a tall boy. It's like two beers in one. So you know, do with that what you will. But it is good. If you're out and you see it, it's just a you're gonna recognize it immediately. It's an obnoxiously tall black can. It's probably it. You're, if out not, rocking, you're out rocking the deuce deuce today, huh? Oh yeah. And it oh my god, it's ten and a half percent and it's gonna kick my ass. So stay tuned for slurred words. Say that five times fast now and five times fast at the end of the pod. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'm excited to hear this later on. All you gotta hear is me try to fucking spit out a music moment and know what's going on. Because that'll be the last thing that I talk about, and it might not be legible. All right. Got a good show, though. And, of course, we're going to go over week 12. We've got a segment that I'm really looking forward to, our best and worst take for this fantasy season. If you go back and listen to a lot of our off-season stuff, you're going to be able to hear back on these takes, guys that we hyped up that either really hit or really didn't. So this is all stuff that you're going to be able to listen back to and have proof of it's on twitter all that kind of stuff these are our takes and some were good some were not um as always of course we're going to go over week 13 for this week's shots fired uh pick every matchup and of course prime beef take sammy's number one bullshit i'll hit you with a music moment of course i got something that just dropped on friday 
then we'll get out of here. Y'all ready to go? Sure, let's do it. Let's go. All right. Week 12. I want to lead this one off because Super Cam, he ain't super no more. I've, I've never been a big Cam guy. And I watched him the week before and I was like, maybe he's actually going to do something. But I was like, I was hesitant to hop on that hype train. And I'm really glad I didn't fully hop on. I had, I had one foot, one foot was on the platform, but the other was on the train, but I decided not to get on. And I'm glad I didn't. It, it, Cam, I think is just showing once again, he kind he never really was like a true good quarterback. He always just kind of had the hype to him. And I think it's the same thing a lot of uh, like, you know, Heisman winning quarterbacks have is it's like the, it's just the hype and the gimmicky shit that they're good at. Always and, remember that that man won an MVP and Drew Brees never did. Always remember that. I don't know, man. Back when he when he first got in the league, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that what he did was gimmicky. It was just something that it was just something that nobody could deal with. You got a six. You got a six foot four, 240, 250 pound guy that's as fast and as athletic as him. Yeah, I give him a little bit more credit from back in the day. Now this weekend, yeah, that shit was rough. Hold on, you're gonna tell me your quarterback running the running the rock like it's your fullback isn't a little gimmicky? I mean, you could say that about anything. You can say that about Kyler Murray now. You could say that about Lamar Jackson now. Hold on, what Kyler's doing isn't gimmicky because he uses his arm. He makes the reads. This was like that would be like saying like Randall Cunningham was gimmicky. Nah, Randall wasn't gimmicky. But, so what's the, what's the difference? I, because I Cam Newton was never a great passer. That's always been my thing with Cam is if you could just stop him from running the ball, he was not a good passer. He had one good season and everyone thought he was the second coming. And then lo mean? and behold, he Cam, can't throw. Cam you're, always reminded me of Slash Cornell. So what you guys what you guys are doing is you're confusing thrower with quarterback. No. Difference. Yeah, but a quarterback still has to be able to complete a fucking drag route. Cam was good. Cam was was it good enough to get his team to a Super Bowl without being able to not with his arm. Without being able to have it mattered on his arm. Guys are saying he was that he was a good enough quarterback to do that. I just say give him more credit than than what you're giving him. I don't think he was is you know even in a discussion for a Hall of Fame or anything like that. No, I never thought he was good. Even when he won that MVP, I was down on Cam. I can go call back to my fucking friends from high school. They'll second that. I don't doubt you. Me and my boy Dylan Glover never liked him. Don't I don't doubt I don't doubt that one bit. I just don't think you can call it gimmicky or anything like that. It was, it was just a bit. I didn't. I never call. I call it overhyped. I always thought he was overhyped. I always thought he was considered better than he was. Mm. All right, we can we can agree to disagree. All right, but, I, but what we but we will not disagree about is the fact that 5 of 21 for 92 yards and two picks is shit. Is is bad. Bad's a bit of an understatement. <laughs> that's that's like Colin Kaepernick before he got benched bad. That yeah, that that was anytime you get sat down for PJ Walker, you were having a really bad game. Yeah. I also saw one of my favorite stat lines. And I, I'm curious to know how many times it's ever happened. I didn't look it up, but I am curious. 
because DJ Moore had more receiving yards than Cam Newton had passing yards. And I know some of that was because PJ Walker came in, but how many times has a team's wide receiver had more pat- receiving yards than their starting quarterback had passing yards? Oh, but it's not that uncommon. So uh, I'm thinking back to every bad weather game that had a trick play uh, wide receiver pass went for like 80 yards. I'm sure that's happened at least two or three yeah, times. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's like the first time it's ever happened, but that can't be that common. Like that might be a once a season kind of deal. Yeah. Maybe. I, I just saw that stat scroll across my ticker and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Cardinals are like the fucking the water boy. Oh no, we suck again. Hey, you know what? Uh, the fucking Panthers. Jesus Christ. I know who you meant. I'm glad you corrected yourself, though. So, so you know what my biggest takeaway from this weekend was? The Cowboys' defense stinks like we thought it was going to going into this year. I think they kind of fooled us. The entire team fooled us to start the season. And now we're seeing that regression to the mean, which we all expected, which was their defense is just not very good. And, and right now their offense isn't great either. No, I – um. All right, you ready for this hot take? Let's hear it. We all got Washington winning tonight. The Washington football team wins the NFC East. And they're you the know, first they're the first back-to-back divisional winners in the NFC East since I think 2003 when the Eagles did it. So I would have picked the Eagles except that they lost to the Giants somehow this weekend. Yeah, I think because here's the thing. So Washington, me and Kobe talked about this earlier. Washington plays Seattle tonight. Or they are playing them right now. They play the Raiders next week. And then they play the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Giants for the last five weeks of the season. If Washington wins tonight, they're only two games behind Dallas. If they run that gauntlet in the NFC East, that puts them at having the same record as the Cowboys or no, sorry. They're not two games. They're like two and a half games or something. The Dallas needs to lose one game other than those two to Washington, but Dallas plays Arizona week 17. So assuming Dallas drops that game to Arizona, which I think is a pretty safe assumption, or they could even lose to the fucking saints on Thursday. Honestly, Um, the point is if Washington has the same record as Dallas, Washington, I'm thinking, might be 6-0 and in division because I think they're better than Philly, and they'll beat the Giants for the second time. And I think they can get Dallas twice. I could see Washington being 6-0 and in division and winning that division off tiebreakers with nine wins. Hey, so, so speaking of Dallas real quick, do you guys know if Ezekiel Elliott got hurt again during that game? I, I know he was kind of banged up going into the game on Thursday, but he played – and then when I look at the, the stats and Pollard has 10 carries and Zeke has nine, did I miss something? Did he get hurt at some point or did they decide to pull him out? I, I watched that entire game and like Zeke, it was just a mix of Zeke and Pollard. And they seemed to have trusted Pollard more on throwing downs and a lot more downs wound up being throwing downs than passing downs. And Pollard just took more time up in the backfield. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember having that take with, with Maddie about a year ago that, that I thought Pollard fit that offense better. I was on that pod. I remember that take, and I agreed with it. Yeah, I, I kind of like to see something where so, something like that come to fruition. I don't think it will, though. I think they'll still ride Zeke to pay him too much money. Yeah, I could see him trying to trade Zeke. It might be interesting. 
Yeah, it's a running back. Who is going to pay for a running back? Yeah, good point. I mean, the Falcons literally took a wide receiver and threw him there, and he dropped to 27 in fantasy this week. And speaking of takes that, that we've been talking about for a while and uh, kind of bearing some fruit now, Jalen Waddle, nine catches, 10 targets, 137 mm-hmm. yards, one touch. This is the the Jalen Waddle that I thought we were going to see eventually with the way they started pushing the ball downfield. And, mm-hmm. and if you watched the highlights or watched any part of the game, I saw, I saw bits and pieces on red zone. They were getting him the ball. You know, it, I wouldn't say like at the line of scrimmage, but we're talking five, 10 yard pass. Drag that slants. He's, that he's, that he's breaking and he's taken to the house. This is what I expected from Jalen Waddle. And this is why I had him as wide receiver two coming out very, very close behind Jamar Chase. Yeah, definitely. I And that's, it, it's something we've talked up for the last three weeks that we thought we saw coming and mainly you, Sammy, and it's happened. The Jalen Waddle show is here. And at the exact same time that Waddle has shown up, Jamar Chase has gone quiet. Yep. Is there an off chance that Waddle sneaks in here and steals offensive rookie of the year from Chase? No. Or is well, it, or is it the Mac Jones award? It's the Mac, Mac Jones, Jones award. And, and it's not close anymore. Like, I, I'm starting to – because Chase has slowed down, and Chase was really the only competition. Mac Jones has developed and gotten better every single week, and now they're not just beating teams. They're beating winning teams, and they're beating winning teams by two and, and three And winning scores. their division. Yeah. They're now ahead – actually, technically, Buffalo took it with a win. No, when that. they won, they took it back. Yeah. They're the, right now, they're the number two seed in the, in the AFC. Yeah. Every NFC East team. It was funny. My buddy, uh, Tom, he's been on the podcast. Um, he sent me a meme today of every NFC East team crying when they realized the Patriots were still good. It's legit. Yep. It 100% is. But, you know, uh, what, else, what else have we got here for week 12? All right. One last thing for me. Effing Jonathan Taylor is a beast, dude. Mm-hmm. Here, I say that, and then I say, why the hell did they wait to give him the ball? I was to say, he dominated that one drive they actually gave him the fucking ball. He doubled was, his yards in the entire game in one drive. It was insane. That was that was a hell of a drive by one guy. And, and I don't – I think going into it, he had, what, eight carries? or he had, he had eight carries for 25 yards going into that drive and came out of that drive with, like, he, he had, like, 60 yards that drive. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And the touch at the end of it. Yep. He, he saved his fantasy day in one drive. I, and I don't it, and it really makes you question because the Colts lost that game. If JT yep. had been more involved the entire game, they probably win. Because you keep – because it came down to Brady having a final two-minute drive. If you're running more, Brady never gets that drive. That's right. Yeah, like, I, I think if they had just, like, if Jonathan Taylor had, say, 25 carries, I mean, he had fucking 36 last week. Yeah, feed, him, feed that man the ball. What the hell are you doing? Like, yeah, he needs to be getting the ball, like, five times a drive minimum. I'm not kidding. That'd be tough if they go three and out, but, hey, I get your yeah. point. But yeah, like, on, on average, like, let's say, you know, three runs, two reception to drive. I think that's how often a player of his caliber should be getting the ball. 
that's about how often the Chargers get Eckler a ball, the the ball a drive, except it's usually like three catches, two carries. But even still, JT is better than Eckler. Yeah, so he, he should be getting the ball just as often as Eckler, if not more. I mean, I haven't seen JT drop a pass into a pick six. Seen Eckler seen do it season. on Sunday. And then Quinn, I it sounds that like you have off. more to unpack there about the Chargers. <laughs> well, you know, they just lead the NFL in drops. And it's not even close at this point. Chargers have also forced 13 fumbles this season and only recovered five. Yeah, that's a, that's a fluke stat, though. I mean, that's a luck stat. Anytime you start talking about fumbles, I mean, just the fact that somebody would fumble. They talk a lot about it in, in college football analytics when you talk about betting. And when you look at the turnover margin, which should be a good indicator of something, you got to factor out fumbles because they're just so random. Yeah, but we can talk about the fact that the Chargers have had two deflected passes lead to game-changing interceptions in back-to-back weeks. Hey, that's not even the worst worst stat when it comes to interceptions from an L.A. team. See that Matt Stafford has thrown a pick six in three straight games? Yep. Yep. Sure did. And I can picture all three of them in my head right now. It's funny. I came into this whole thing. Sure, Sammy remembers. And Kobe knows just from being friends with me. Never been a Matt Stafford guy. Never yeah, thought he was that good. It's It was always so annoying because we would have this debate constantly. Like, if he wasn't on the Lions, he would be great. And then he went to the Rams, and we talked a lot of shit because one of us was going to be right. Yeah. Well, now Matt Stafford's gone and back to uh, Lions Stafford. Fuck you, Quinn. I love You're it. You were right. I was wrong. Ego. Yeah, it's already been fed that far yet. I still give him some time. He's had a bad stretch. Don't I, I, I can't dispute that, but I saw a Matt Stafford stat that tells me everything. Although you kind of have to take a little bit out of consideration where he wasn't alliance for a lot of this, but he's nine and 70 against winning teams. Mm. Hey, I mean, Jared Goff doesn't have a win without Sean McVay. Not a single one. It's hilarious. Well, like, uh, and it's like it's a it's a large number too. It's yeah, like, it's, oh. it's significant because it dates back to his Jeff Fisher days, and then now with the Lions, like it's a like it's like thirty something games. Now he does have that one tie because the Steelers can't win a game, but um, you know that's not the point. Hey, we tried to give him his first win. <laughs> Here's yeah. what I'll say about uh, here's what I'll say about Stafford though right now, he's QB five, and he's got a three to one touchdown to interception ratio. I'll take it. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree that it was he has been better this year than he ever was with the Lions. I won't I, I won't say ever was. I'll have to wait and look because at the end of the year because he had a couple really good years when Calvin was there. Um, even though they didn't like make the playoffs, but that that wasn't necessarily the offense's fault um so he was oh and seven with jeff fisher sorry i just found it oh and seven with jeff fisher and what oh nine and one now mm-hmm. so he's oh 16 and one without uh mcveigh so that's a I thought full it was more season games than that he went into the season oh and seven with jeff fisher all right well there you go 
But think about it. He's now played a full 17-game season and went 0-16-1. and Genuine question. Are the Lions going to win a game? That's what I'm saying. They're yeah. about to go 0-16-1. Nah, nah. They'll win a game. Well, Do no, they, they don't the play the Chargers. Yeah, that's it. Because <laughs> that's 100% the game we – like, it's funny. Me and Kobe are the same cynical fan. It's like if, if they played the Chargers or the Steelers, they damn near got the Steelers. They would get the Chargers if they played them. Dude, I just we just drew the <laughs> NFC East and our NFC or our NFC North team was the uh was the Vikings this year. So yeah. Um yeah, anyone else have another take that they want to go over for week twelve? Give me um, just give me like thirty seconds to cry and then we'll move on. Yeah, we know that Ben sucks, the Steelers suck. Karen sucks. I wouldn't say it's just you you have to play you almost like are forced to play him for the lifetime achievement award. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, that was how I felt with the chargers in the last season. They had rivers. It, you know what I mean? Like it's the, you can't tell Ben. No, you know, even if it's, I want to, I want to continue to play in a meaningless game with a minute 30 to go just to try and get my tight end concussed. <laughs> hey, Fryermuth had a sick touchdown though. Dude, it helped my fantasy. And then Mark Andrews dropped 16. And hey, it could have been worse. You could have had Kittle with a 2.3. No, I had Darren Waller leagues. starting, and I had Dawson Knox on my bench. Hey, hey real, real quick, talking about, talking about Mark Andrews. So I was watching SportsCenter after the game last night, and Van Pelt said, I, I, when I was watching that game, it looked like they counted that pass interference catch that Mark Andrews had the one-handed catch mm-hmm. Van Pelt said they did not count it, that it was a PI call that they granted not the catch, which if that's true, there should be a hell of a lot more points that Mark Andrews is getting. I was going to say, did the, did the Ravens accept that penalty? I don't think so. I mean, why would they? Well, then they, it should have counted. I agree. I agree with you, but he's saying it was a, uh, that the refs marked off the penalty yards I think they called it incomplete on the field. That'd do it. Okay. So then they did accept the penalty. So yeah. Okay. So they accepted the penalty, but it was, it was out of necessity. It was either that or challenge and they took the penalty. So I don't think sure. it was my, my, my point being, it wasn't like they said, no, we're not going to give them the catch. We're going to take the penalty. That's why. I said right. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, since, since we're talking about that game already, Hey Browns, what the fuck? How do you pick off Lamar Jackson four times and produce 10 points? That's they, uh, abysmal. Also, you do, what the you fuck do, were your running backs doing? Kevin Stefanski did his best Mike Tomlin impression. I'm sorry. You had fucking Nick Chubb averaging two yards a touch and fucking Kareem Hunt did worse. What the what? hell? The Ravens, well, Kareem Hunt was coming off injury. The Ravens have a pretty damn good run D. They figured out how to shut down that scheme, and they forced it into Baker Mayfield's hands. And Baker Mayfield, as we know, sucks. That's what happened. That's what the offense couldn't move because they forced Baker to make plays. Yeah, it's – oh, man. No, no, I just want to talk about one play. That Jarvis-Landry reverse pass – fumble shit show yep. was one of that the, would be the point i think a lot of browns fans turned that game off 
I know literally three Browns fans that cut the game off at that point. That was the brownies I know and love. Made me happy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's fine though. Steelers will hang out in fourth in that division. All right, what else? What else we got? <laughs> oh my God, y'all only can hear this, but if you could have seen his face after that comment, oh my God. Yeah. Um. Let's shove my dick, Quinn. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let it out. Let it out. All right. Best and worst take for this fantasy season. Who wants to lead off? I don't care. I'll go. All right. What, you want, what, you want, what do you want first? Best let's or go. Worst? Let's go. Your best take first. So you can feel, you know, you can feel yourself for a second and then we'll do some radical demotivation in honor of my father. And then you give your worst take. All right. In honor of Cam, I'll go with, with my best here. I'm still high on my, my advocation for Michael Pittman before the season started. Right now, he's wide receiver 25 in, in PPR, and this is based on a points-per-game basis since we still have some buys out there, and it kind of skews things. But for those for context, he's wide receiver 17 overall uh, with total points. 14.7 points per game. At the at preseason, he was ADP 125-ish, somewhere around there. We, I remember reviewing it. It was either 120 – between 125 and 140 was, was where he was ADP when we looked at it in a startup draft or a, a redraft league. So I'm pretty high on Michael Pittman still. Yeah. What, you what, what's your, are we doing all of our best takes first? Yeah, let's do uh, all the best and then we'll. Yeah. All right. So I'll go next. Uh, my best I'll say uh, would be Austin Eckler. So I took him in rounds one or two of every league that I'm in. I was really high on him. Uh, I figured he'd be like, you know, maybe running back like seven or eight. And he's ended up, you know, proven to be RB two or, or three in PPR. And you know, because of that, it's, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Quinn, what uh, you got? So I had I had Debo Samuel because I'd been screaming all off season that even with um you know everybody was like Ayuk 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 I was like no that is still Debo's team and I was right Debo has looked fucking awesome he is one of the top end wide receivers in football right now and considering he was considered somewhere in the mid 80s in ADP for that guy to have been drafted that low I mean shoot Kobe in our fantasy draft with the uh, Freedom Kia League I think I got him in like the seventh or eighth round and he's been damn near the best player on my team the only exception being Jonathan Taylor but I mean that dude has been fucking awesome this year. They have found out so many ways to work the ball into him. I mean, he had two rushing touchdowns on Sunday. Like, who would have guessed that? Fuck, uh, I had dynasty leagues that were in the in the I chat was talking about the guy and sleeper. Do what? Um, in the sleeper uh, league that we're all in. Uh, Buck's place was messaging me. He has a uh, Debo in that league and was talking about uh, when is sleeper going to switch into running back? Yeah, <laughs> really that was, running back. 
in, in my that that's one of my sleeper leagues. And then in the other one, someone messaged in the chat, Debo Samuel RB one. Because he's getting more he's getting more carries than catches, but it's fine because those carries are generating touchdowns. I, I've been saying he's look he's so much better than anybody else on that team after the catch. And now the team was like, well, shit, he's one of the best after the catch receivers in the NFL. Let's just hand him the ball instead. Fuck the catch. Uh, Let's just give him the damn rock. Nah, he's RB2, man. Cordero Patterson's got RB1 lockdown. <laughs> but yeah. Love me some Debo. Really glad I was correct about that. That's um, shout out to my buddies from back home. My dude, uh, Alec, uh, went to South Carolina, got me on the Debo train before he even hit the NFL, and I've stuck on it, and I'm glad I did. All right, so Sammy, worst take this season. Oh, man, this one was tough. So it's it's got to be for me, it's got to be Antonio Gibson. I had Antonio Gibson as an RB RB3 um, with the potential to be the RB1 this season. I thought, all right, this guy is a guaranteed lock. I like the offense that he's going to be in. And uh, I know he's, he's rumors have come out that he's hurt. He might have a, a, a hairline fracture in a shin and all that. But you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. He's not producing. So right now, the guy that I thought was going to be RB3 at least, definitely RB in the top five probably RB three and potentially RB one is RB 26 in a points per game basis, RB 25 overall and is averaging 12 points per game. It's a, it, it's a pretty big swing and a miss on my part. And I was, uh, I was all over him in two startups and two redraft leagues that I'm in. So pretty disappointing. What you got there, Kobe? Uh, my worst take has to be Noah Fant. Um, I might have made a very unwise, uh, bold take earlier in the year whenever Fantasy Affair was doing the the bold take series, and, and I said that Noah Fant was going to be a top five tight end PPR. Um, and I had his stats pulled up. I actually accidentally X'd out of him, but uh, they're not great. Um, he only has one game with, or yeah, one game with a uh, more than six receptions. Um, so there's a total of he doesn't even have 400 receiving yards in the season, uh, three touchdowns. So I mean he, he's done all right, but not tight end five at all. So it's anyone that drafted him because you believe me. Uh, sorry. Specifically, yeah, he was... he's, he's tight end 12 right now. Specifically, I feel like I, Sammy, if you're already looking at it. Where is Jared Cook on there? Because I was going to say the numbers that Kobe gave are very similar to Jared Cook, who I don't think anybody was hyped to, hyped about with the Chargers. Uh, Jared Cook is tight end 19. Yeah, okay. But you're looking at 12-point difference between tight end 12 and tight end 19. So Yeah, so similar numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was – Jared Cook was someone no one was excited about. Like, so, even me – like, I, I kind of had that background knowledge. I was like, as a Chargers fan, I was like, Herbert likes to throw to the tight end. Hunter Henry was just good. He's also staying with his same OC with Joe Lombardi. And then – but I, even I was like, I'm staying away from Jared Cook. I picked him up in a league as like a depth tight end. And, I mean, I've, I've kind of thrown him in at a flex in like really desperate injury situations, and that's about it. Hey, let's let's back up for a minute though, real quick. 
So remember the time that you two traded Noah Fant for Pat Fryermuth? Hey, I also got – I got something else in that too because I traded uh, Aguilar – because Fryer Noah Fant was the Adam. Galladay. That's what I got. I got Galladay. It was really it was Fryermuth for Galladay, and he I threw in Aguilar, and he threw in Fant. So at the end of the day, I still think you got the better better deal, Quinn. But it's not. It hasn't panned out this year. It's not the complete slam dunk that we we Thought clowned Kobe for. Yeah. Hey, I had a lot of faith in Friar Moose coming out of Penn State. I didn't care what team he uh, I wanted him on the Steelers. I mean, he is only tight end eleven. He is only tight end eleven right now. So let's not get over our skis too far. So no, he's one he's, he's only one slot above Fant. He wasn't even the real player that I wanted. And, and where's uh, Kyle Pitts on this list? Oh, that's a hell of a question. That he's is a, actually a really good question. He's eight. That could have been mine. That could have been my take. I, I actually, uh, he's seven. Uh, so what I'm looking at is uh, through week 11. You might be looking okay. at through week 12. So, like, I don't have any of this week's games on mine. Oh, yeah. By the way, Debo the Samuel, thing. wide receiver three in fantasy. All right, Quinn, what's your, what's your bad take? Um, also a wide receiver. Fucking Julio Jones. I was so high on him. I, I picked up an orphan team in one league. I traded for Julio Jones. I drafted him in two other leagues. Like I've, I have 75% stock in Julio Jones because I thought he was going to excel in Tennessee and he has absolutely flopped. Like it's gotten to the point that I am dropping him in my redraft leagues and dynasty. I'm holding on to him just in case, but yeah, that's, in, that's, that's, that's a lot of that's injury related. Not quite. Yeah, it's partially injury related, but what the fuck has he done when he was even on the field? Let's see. Let's yeah, let's, let's scroll down this. Oh well, he's not in the top fifty because that's where this list ends. That's all I needed to see. Yeah, he's he's been beyond a disappointment. Uh, if you want to know right now, he's in, in a PPR, he's wide receiver 89. Yeah, there you go. You know, below guys like Valdez, Scantling, Tim Patrick, Trey Smith, Russell Gage. You know, like it's 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 rough. It it is without a doubt. It might be the worst take I've ever had in fantasy football. Period. And that, god damn. I, I'm, I'm so genuinely upset about that being so disgustingly wrong. And if I, if I had to do a second one, it would be probably Kenny Galladay. Because I thought he was going to excel in New York, and he has not. That's another one that's injury-related, though. I still think he's going to good. Again, partially, though. Like, even when he's on the field, he, like, he played this week. He dropped, like, a nine-point game. He'd have been better off playing LaVisca Chenault. He didn't do shit. Yeah. I will say, though, I, I also I also called, since it was our best and worst take, we were picking players for who our best and worst take was. And my, you know what, shit. On the fly, the player you're most proud of for saying they were going to be shit, and they actually were. And I'll lead it off with LaVisca Chenault. I said that that dude was not going to be good. 
everyone was so high on him. I said DJ Shark and Marvin Jones Jr. will have better seasons than him. Shark got hurt, so, you know, kind of tossed that one aside. But LaVisca hasn't done anything. I still think I'd rather have Marvin Jones in a redraft league. Obviously, I'd take LaVisca due to age reasons in a dynasty league. But in the sense of just this season, I'd rather have Marvin Jones Jr. Hey, for me, it would be, and again, this is this is injury related, um, but it's been Saquon. I was so low on Saquon going into the season. I know Quinn and I had this discussion at the expo. Um, yeah, yeah, I got stuck with him in two leagues. <laughs> I uh, I was not a fan of Saquon, so yeah, that would be mine. Granted, it's injury related. We'll see how he pans out, but at some point it becomes a, at some at some point it becomes a recurring issue just like Christian McCaffrey. Yep. I was going to say it's it's injury-related, but it's just like what I was talking about with Galladay and Julio. What has he done when he was healthy? He put up a 9.4 this week. Thanks, That's Saquon. Right. That's right. I'd have been – like, I benched him for uh, Henderson this week because I'm, I'm in a league – I have Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson, and Saquon. And I have to kind of pick between – two, maybe three running backs if I want to throw one in my flex. And I, I put in Saquon this week and benched Henderson because Swift has been going off. I got unlucky because Swift got hurt. That was just, you know, that was fluky. I don't, I don't fault myself for that one. But then Henderson, you know, Saquon dropped a nine. Henderson had like a 17. And I also had Odell on that bench, and Odell was way better. And, it, it, yeah. But, yeah, I – I have played Saquon for the last week in fantasy this year. We'll just put it that way. Kobe, what's your player that you were shitting on that no one else was? And, you know, you're, you're proud of the fact you were right. I, I think I want to go with Kenny Galladay. Like, I know that was like the one you thought was going to be good, but we kind of had discussions about that. I wasn't real high on him. I ended up with him in one draft late in it. Um, but I traded him for Pratt Fryermuth, and that played out for me. So uh, I'll go with uh, Kenny Galladay, I think. All right. So there you have it. Our our best player that we were hyping up all season, our worst take of the year, a player that we were hyping up that was shit, and our player that we were down on and proved us right. So with that, it's time to get into this week's Shots Fired. As always, with Shots Fired, guys are going to have 30 seconds to make their picks. And if they run out of time, you'll hear this noise. And upon hearing that noise, they will be cut off. But first, before we jump in, let's go into last week's picks, and we'll go through records. We'll start off with Sammy. Sammy, solid week, 9-5, and five, which the, the way the NFL has been going the last few weeks, going positive is success enough. And 9-5, and five, he's up to 116-63 and 63 on the year. I had a rough week this week. I was trying to pick against Sammy because I was trying to – Closed that two-game gap, and every game that I went against Sammy, I missed. So I fucked myself. I went five and nine this week, and I'm now at 109 and 70 on the year. 
So that puts me now seven games behind Sammy. And then Kobe went eight and six this week. He's at 97 and 82. Let's all root for Kobe to get three games this week. So he breaks a hundred. Blow me. Yeah. Just saying. But yeah. So let's jump right I'm, into I'm it. Cheering, I'm cheering for you, buddy. Yeah, we're all we're all rooting for you. We want you to hit triple digits in the win column. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I said you're cool, I pointed at myself on my webcam. <laughs> oh. Ninety-seven wins would say otherwise. Fact. <laughs> but so yeah. So with that. Let's jump right into it. Cowboys Saints in the Superdome Thursday night football. Kobe, we'll start with you. Nolans. I'm going to say it's the Saints. Um, X Factor is going to be uh, that Dallas defense that um, sucks a lot. They, they they suck really bad. And I, th- I don't think they could stop a nosebleed. And, and, and for that reason, I'm saying Saints, and they're just going to uh, – be able to pound through that uh, Dallas defense. Sammy, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Dallas, but I'm going to have the same X factor. I think it's going to be the Dallas defense. Um, I think that that they will will rise up a little bit, not because they are good, but I think New Orleans is just that bad. I don't. I haven't heard whether Kamara is going to play or not this week. I don't think he did this last week. Actually, I know he, he did not. Play. I'm actively looking it up right now. Yeah, and it, it, I don't think it really matters either way. I, I think. Their suspect quarterback situation is getting found out. Uh, so I got Dallas. X Factors, their defense. I think the defense actually wins it for them. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I thought about taking New Orleans in this, and then I remembered my creed. If they don't start Taysom Hill, pick it against them. Give me Dallas. If they start right. Taysom Hill, give me New Orleans. They're not going to, but if they do, give me New Orleans. That's my I'm rule. Not- I'm That's, not even putting it in that way. It's going to be you're, – you're going to take Dallas. I got it. Yeah, because they're not going to start Taysom Hill, which is why I'm taking Dallas. It's a fucking shame. You just gave him another four-year contract. Start the fucking man. Yeah, so with that, let's get into this week's blowout. Falcons hosting the Bucks. Uh, Sammy. Uh, it's Tampa Bay, and it's that offense. I think it's it's actually one of the – the most balanced offenses in the entire NFL. Uh, they can run Brown's the back too. And they can run the ball as they proved against Indianapolis where Fournette's got three touchdowns on the ground, four total. Um, you know, it's it, their offense just as a whole is the X factor. I don't think that the Falcons can keep up with them. Kobe. I'm going to say Tampa. Um, this smells a little bit like a trap game. Like you could just walk in like, oh, you know, we're going to get, you know, we're going to stop them. Um, you know, kind of get real complacent with it. Uh, but then I remember that Tom Brady-led teams don't typically get complacent at all, ever. And for that reason, just by simply being the very much better team, it's bucks by 100. Yeah. Um, I got a theory. Atlanta's going to go up 28-3. to Bucks win. <laughs> that would be fun. It's in oh the my same God, stadium, fucking, isn't it? I'd, I'd piss <laughs> myself. Oh, my God, it's in the same building. That's happening. Um, but, yeah, so it's happening. Uh, next game, Bears-Cardinals. Sammy. I'm going to go Cardinals. 
my X factor is going to be the quarterback situation in Chicago. Andy Dalton actually played pretty well uh, th this weekend. I think you could see them ride with him some more. Nagy thinks he's, his job is on the line. But I think Andy Dalton is what we all know Andy Dalton to be. Uh, I think this is the we know who they are or we knew who they were game from uh, the, the late great Dennis Green. I think it was a Cardinals-Bears game back then. And I think we know who the Bears are. They're not a very good team. So I'm going with Arizona. They are who we thought they were, Kobe. Very good. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take the uh, Cardinals for the exact same reason. We are who th they are who we thought they were. Um, and uh, going to be a good game to watch uh, Kyler. Kyler Murray is going to say the X factor. Um, get out there and make plays. Because he's he'll be back 100% this week, right? Yeah. Does it matter? You. But I mean, like, that's my X factor. Like, is, is him coming back? Uh, maybe. I, if I'm the Bear, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not rushing him back because Colt McCoy is going to win on this game, even if Kyler doesn't go because the Bears fucking suck. Give me cards. All right. Chargers going to Cincinnati. I'll be at this game. Sammy, who you got? Take the you Bengals. You paid for half my ticket. Fuck you. I did. I did. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals. So happy birthday. And uh, the, the reason is I, I – it's all down to the Chargers, man. They are an anomaly right now. I think they should be a better team. Uh, I don't even know what my – I don't even know what my X factor on that team would be. It's just they under they are underperforming at too constant of a level for me to pick them right now. So my the run defense, the run defense. Oh yeah, they're 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 tough. It's, it's I, I I'm so tempted to pick them every week, but then they do dumb shit. So Kobe, you picking dumb shit or the Bengals? I I think these are two teams going in opposite directions right now, um, and uh, I'm going to say Bengals. The X factors. This is going to be the week that Jamar Chase reminds us why he was an offensive rookie of the year. Conversations. I'm going to say eight catches, 145 yards, two scores. All right. So I'm a I'm a shit on your X factor real quick. You're dealing with a team that is prepped to play Tyreek Hill. Okay. So they're just going to treat Jamar Chase like Tyreek Hill. But um, I'm also taking the Bengals this week. And my reasoning being, I've been to six Chargers games in my life, and they are two and four, and they're going to go to two and five in my lifetime attendance. <laughs> I've seen them beat the Steelers. I've seen them beat Washington. And that's it. So, yep, give me the Bengals. It's pain. I think it – I'll have to look back. I think it might be the first time I picked against the Chargers all year. But yeah, that that team's in fucking disarray. Their run defense is non-existent. Um, and Joe Mixon goes ape shit. Next matchup here: the Lions hosting the Vikings. Sammy. So I am actually tempted to take Detroit. I was too, uh, but I can't do it. They they're gonna have to they're gonna have to prove it to me. At some point, I'm going to take Minnesota. My X factor is going to be Kirk Cousins. 
Can we see the guy that actually performed pretty, pretty well through the first 10 weeks of the season? Um, lately, he hasn't been up to the same, the same level. So let's see what he can do moving forward. But I got Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Kobe. I'm taking Vikings. I'm saying it's Kirk Cousins also. And I'm going to say we are, Sammy, because I have a theory about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is an amazing quarterback as long as he doesn't have to play through his bedtime, which is 8.15. <laughs> Fair enough. I like the, like the primetime take. That's what I'm curious about. We're going to derail this for a split second. Is it primetime or is it national TV? Like, if the Vikings make the playoffs, is Kirk Cousins going to take an absolute shit because he's going to be on national television? That's something that's worth looking up. Like when the Vikings play America's game of the week and it's nationally televised at the 425 slot, how does Kirk do there? Like, I don't, is I don't it, have that answer. We'll have to is, do some research. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us have that answer. I'm just saying it might be worth some research and we're going to look it up and come back to y'all next week on it. Is it, is it bedtime or is it the lights? Can Kirk Cousins perform under pressure? But it's the Lions. No one gives a fuck about this game, so Kirk will go off. Give me Vikings. Next game, which, by the way, it amazes me that the tickets are the cheapest ticket is $79 plus fees. Uh, Dolphins hosting the Giants. It's in Miami. It's always I don't give a place. flying fuck where the hell Miami, the game is. Who it's gives Miami a shit? Miami's a tourist attraction. It's Who always... gives a shit about this fucking game? Uh, I agree with Quinn. I don't think it's yeah, – I'm surprised it's that high. I'd rather go see the game below it, which is Jets Fal or Jets um, Eagles for $42. Apparently I'd Jets spend $80 to see the fucking Jets play sooner than I would the Dolphins. Not the point. This game sucks. For some reason, it's overpriced. Kobe. I, I'm going to say uh, Dolphins. And the X Factor is going to be two of not making absolutely boneheaded interception errors. Um. Yeah, that, that that's it. That's the take. All right, Sammy. Yeah, I'm going to go with Miami as well. Uh, very similar X factor. I just say the passing game for Miami. We've been on it for the last three weeks. I think we continue to see a a progression with that passing game and and the receivers that that Tua's got at his disposal, specifically Waddle. So Miami passing game X factor. Yeah, I got Miami here too. Parker's also supposed to be back this week, which I think adds another dynamic to them. Um, so, yeah, give me the Dolphins. Next matchup here, Jets, Eagles. Uh, football is being played questionably. Sammy. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Um, I still like the Eagles. I still think they got a chance to uh, to make some noise in that division and possibly win it. So, we go with them. And Jalen Hurts is going to be my, uh, my X factor. Can he bounce back from a really, really poor game? Where Jalen Rieger didn't really help him there at the end. If you guys saw that, it was atrocious. I thought he uh, had it. I thought he had the ball. Oh, it was so bad. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Hurts is my my X factor. Philly wins. Kobe. Um, I'm gonna take the Jets to be different. I I don't know why. This just I don't know. I I, I can't even describe what an X factor would be. I don't hate it, buddy. Huh? I don't hate it. 
neither of these teams have an X factor. So that's a fair point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, these two teams suck dick, but the Eagles suck a little bit less dick. The Jets are working at a glory hole. The Eagles, they're at, you know, more of an upper class uh, establishment. Quinn, what's wrong with, with sucking dick? Is this a homophobic podcast? <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Who'd you pick, Quinn? Because I got distracted by the fact that Washington scores a touchdown, people at this bar celebrate, and then they get the extra point blocked and return for two points. Oh and my so, God. Yeah, hang so, on. That's the most fucking Washington thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I know, I know. It's funny. Wait, hey, no, oh, no, their kicker's Joey Sly. I was about to say, is it still fucking blew it? Who's, who's, that would have been fucking comedy. You, no, it's Joey Sly now. Who, by the way, I love Joey Sly. He's one of my favorite kickers in football. Dude has a fucking cannon for a leg. But um, no, I took I took Philly. All right, pussy. Correct. Look, Kobe, don't give a shit on our picks. Do we need to go back to where you're at? Go for it. I'm. I've not even cracked the hundred yet. Make all the jokes you want. We don't need to make the jokes. We just let your picks make the jokes for themselves. Um, but yeah, next game here, Indianapolis, Houston, uh, Sammy, Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor does whatever he wants, has a, uh, a 375 yard rushing game with seven touchdowns. It's going to be gross. God, I hope so. <laughs> that Kobe. would be ridiculous. Wouldn't it? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, shit. Kobe. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, um, is going to win this for the Colts, obviously. I don't know if he's going to score seven rushing touchdowns, Sammy. It's going to be eight. <laughs> maybe like four and maybe like 200 some rushing yards. Come on, man. But uh, no, it's, it's Jonathan Taylor uh, all the way. And he's got another huge game. I'd like to see him get another one of those five touchdown games, though. Yeah, we're all right there together. It's the Colts here. Um I took them winning this division the day Derrick Henry got hurt, and I'm still standing by that. Give me the Colts. Next game up here, and a game that, man, uh, by the way, Joey Sly might be dead. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, my God, he tore his ACL kicking off the ball. Um, I think it's a hammy. He went. He went down on the extra point, trying to trying to catch the dude. He grabbed his hammy afterwards. Yeah, he's he's not in a good spot right now. So this yep, is going to be 100%. great. We're going to have we're going to have backup kicker drama going on in Monday Night Football. All right, Tress Way. He's already the greatest Madden quarterback. Let him be a real life punter. Which, real quick, for those of you who don't know, in Madden 20, it was a super run heavy game. The guy who won the Madden championship that year literally went out and said. I'm here to prove a point that this fucking company's horrible. So I'm going to put a punter at quarterback and run the ball every fucking play and win. And then fucking did it. Literally won the MCS, the Madden championship series with Tressway as his quarterback, which is say enough right there. Respect. Yeah. Respect to him for recognizing how fucking flawed the game was. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so Tressway is legit considered one of the best Madden quarterbacks in history, even though he never threw a pass. So let, let's make him a kicker too. But, um, even still in this game, uh, fuck the Raiders. Give me Washington. Sammy. Can we go? Yeah. yeah, I'm, gonna yeah. Go. I'm, I'm gonna go first this time. I don't know why, but we're doing it. 
I'm going with uh with Las Vegas, and uh, my X factor is going to be Derek Carr. Man, I saw a stat where that dude throws for over 300 yards. They win the game. If he doesn't, they don't win the game. So if Derek Carr can uh, can put up some numbers, can spread the ball around, hit D Jack deep a couple times again, then uh, I think it's going to be the Raiders. Kobe. Um, I'm going to say Raiders, and it's going to be uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, I think that's a very susceptible run D um, in uh, Washington. That front four is not near as good as everybody thought it would be. Um, so give me Josh Jacobs having a big day it, at home in the Death Star. Slash the Roomba, as my dad calls it. Ah, the good old Roomba. Kind We're of going from the Roomba to the fucking spaceship. This game's in SoFi. Rams host the Jaguars. I, I'm not even starting the timer. Let's go. Sammy. Rams, easy. They're going to bounce back. They've had a, a bad run lately, and the Jaguars are not good. So, X Factor, let's go with Florida State Pride, Jalen Ramsey. Destroys Trevor Lawrence. There we go. Kobe. Uh, Rams. Pick any position on the field. That's the X factor. Quinn. Rams, they're better. Also, real quick on Florida State Pride. Sammy, did you see that pick from Derwin on Sunday? I did. That shit was clean. Love that, man. Me too. Had a Florida State tattoo from the time he was a freshman in high school. Oh, this ought to be fun. This is a fun one. Steelers hosting the Ravens. We all know how it'll go. Let's go to the homer. Uh, Kobe. Don't make me say it. Say it. Say it. Don't make me say it. Do it. Do it now. Time's ticking. Ravens. Yeah. Don't make him do an X Factor. All right. I'll say an X Factor. That defense, the the Steelers defense will not um, initiate any amount of aggression at all. And TJ Watt has COVID. the Ravens will not have one, not two, but three hundred-yard rushers on Sunday. Ooh! All right. Damn, one's Lamar. I'm going, I'm, going with the, I'm going with Baltimore, and Lamar is my my X factor. Uh, he cannot have shitty of a game as he had this last week. So, uh, and they still won. So I expect uh, the Lamar that we all know and some of us love. Uh, I, I think he has a monster game. So Baltimore, Lamar gets back on track. Yeah, I got Baltimore here too. Um, they're just they're just the better team. Next matchup here, Niners hosted by the Falcon uh, God, the Falcons. I see every bird and I'm just Falcons. Seahawks. The Seahawks hosting the fucking Niners. Sammy. Niners are playing good football right now. And the the Falcons slash Seahawks, whatever the hell you want to call them, are not. So my X factor is going to be that offense. And actually I'll go even more specific. Debo had a, had a groin injury this last week. He did. Did he come back in the game? I didn't see him. He did not, but uh, he had an MRI today that was like, eh, it looks like he might be okay. All right. I'm going to go with him as my X factor specifically. I still think they win without him, but I think it makes it a hell of a lot easier if he's there. Kobe. Repeat the team. Sorry. Seahawks. Sam? Niners. Seahawks. Sorry. Niners. Uh, I'm going to say Seahawks. Um, Russell Wilson, uh, I think, steps up here 
and has a big game. There you go. Yeah, I got I got San Fran here. I think they might very quietly make it a three NFC West uh, playoff. I could, I could I could see them sneaking in here as a seventh seed. It's a good division. It really is. The fact that the Seahawks are doing as poorly as they are, or not the well, yeah. No, the fact that the Seahawks are doing as poorly as they are and we still contemplate them says a lot. Um, but then San Fran's not doing too good. And then we're like, yeah, that's probably a playoff team or could be a playoff team. And they're third in that division. You know, there aren't too many divisions in football where you could look at the fourth place team and say, yeah, they're still a really good football team. Both West. Yeah. Yeah. You said you said San Fran, right, Quinn? I did take San Fran. Uh, speaking right. of both Wests, let's go to an AFC West matchup. The Chiefs hosting the Broncos. Sammy, let's hear it. Yeah, it's Kansas City, man. Um, and, and I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. We've talked about him quite a bit over the past couple of weeks. And, um, you know, what? Can, if he can take care of the ball, if he can make the Pat Mahomes-like plays that we're used to and we expect, Kansas City wins this one pretty easily. Wow. I say that Denver is playing some good football. I think this game might be closer than expected. Toby? Um, I'm going to say Denver. And I'm going to say the X factor is the Broncos run game, uh, led by Gordon and Williams. Um, Gordon seems to have a nose for the end zone, even though he doesn't get the most touches and yards. Talk Melvin Gordon. I, he gets in the end zone, dude. He's helped me win several weeks in fantasy. So does Eckler. Eckler and Gordon work hand in hand. Anyway. This is an anti-Melvin Gordon podcast. Chiefs can't stop the run. Sammy. Sammy already win. Um, yeah. So I got Kansas City in this game. But fun fact about this game: originally, the Seahawks and the 49ers were supposed to be the Sunday night football matchup this week, and there was a back and forth. The it, it came out that this game was probably going to get flexed for either the Chiefs and the Broncos or the Chargers and the Bengals. Those were the two games that were potentially getting flexed in. So with that in mind, of the three games, which would you rather see on primetime? Which do you think will be the best matchup that should have been viewed on primetime of those three? Sammy. I'm good. I'm good with this one. I'm good with the Broncos Chiefs. Kobe? I, I'd rather Broncos Chiefs. Yeah, and that was – Originally, I was – and honestly, if you, like, look at, like, the Twitter posts from, like, Schefter when he was said that was the game that had gotten flexed, and people were pissed because they thought the Broncos were going to get fucking bodied. After watching them on Sunday, I'm like, no, nah, this was the right call because the Chargers just aren't actually fucking there. They just pretend to be. The Chargers are the fakest winning record team in the league right now, and they're going to keep showing it, and I think that is the better matchup. Although I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't have minded seeing that NFC West duel between the Seahawks and the 49ers because those teams always play a great fucking game. Quinn, I think you said a lot of words, but you haven't picked anybody yet. No, I took Kansas City. All right, I had Kansas City in there because I assumed, but I don't think you said it. No, I said it before I started the whole thing with the Sunday Night Football stuff. Um, You're both right. Let's move on. Yeah, last matchup of the week. 
Oh my God, this is a great fucking game. Bills hosting the Patriots, the duel for the AFC East. Kobe. Uh, I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to stick by my Patriots uh, win the AFC East. Uh, X factor is going to be. Um, let's go with the defense forcing turnovers like they continue to do week in, week out. I think they're going to get uh, Josh Allen a couple times and it's going to get them playing from behind. And I don't think they'll ever be able to catch up. All right, Sammy. Yeah, this is a get-right game for Buffalo in my mind. I think Buffalo can get them. Uh, all streaks have to come to an end at some point, right? So I think Buffalo wins this game, and I'm going to go with the inverse X factor, and I'm going to take Josh Allen, taking care of the ball, putting up yards, dominating. That's going to be my X factor. Yeah, I got I got Buffalo here as well. Um, when we talked about the Patriots winning that division earlier, we said that they would split with the Bills, and we split it based off of home games. This game is in Buffalo. The Bills Mafia will be there in force. Also, if you're in that area, this game has tickets as low as $54. I mean, add on some fees, so we're going to say like $75. Bucks. I'm sorry. For $75, that's going to be a fucking awesome game to go to. So I'm just saying, if you're in that area, I don't care if you're a fan of those two teams. Go to that game. I think it's going to be fucking sick. But if you don't want to get sick, you could you could eat a well-cooked steak. You know, you don't want to eat it raw. You might get sick. But you won't if it's well-cooked, like a good old prime beef take. Thanks, Quinn. Um, so today, we're going to talk about... Uh, Average draft position for a couple of different players. So, does anyone know who the number one quarterback drafted was? Probably Pat Mahomes. It was Patrick Mahomes. Where does Patrick Mahomes rank through week 11 uh, in points uh, PPR? I'm going to go seven, QB seven. Nine. It's actually, only, it's actually only four, so it's not so bad. Um, but, uh, do you know who number one is? Josh Allen. He's number two behind Jalen Hurts. Holy shit. I didn't realize Hurts was fucking QB1 in PPR. Well, I guess PPR doesn't fucking matter, just QB1, period. PPR don't mean shit. It's QB. Actually, no, but, uh, Josh Allen's number three behind Tom Brady, but number one is D J Jalen Hurts. And yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. That's a uh, them rushing uh, yards, man. Yeah, it's the the rushing yards do it. Um, do you know where he was drafted, quarterback wise? God, fucking no. late. Seventh 12th. round, twelfth. He was QB twelve. So he wasn't. He was the the last. Uh, Good enough starting quarterback. Yeah. How about ADP one through four? Christian McCaffrey, who's out for the season. Dalvin Cook, who's probably going on a uh, IR for his dislocated shoulder. Derrick Henry, who's out for the season. Well, almost the whole might season. be back for your fantasy championship. Yeah, might be back for your fantasy championship. And Alvin Kamara, who's also been. Uh, did he play? Is he playing this week? Maybe. Yeah, it's maybe right now. But that's the top four running backs all drafted 
and they're all hurt or getting or coming off injury. Ezekiel Elliott, who has to uh, um, split carries with Tony Pollard, so he was RB5, and his uh, fantasy rank PPR is... Where was Jonathan Taylor drafted? What was John JT's ADP? Yeah, this has got to be a redraft. This has got to be redraft ADPs. Yeah, oh, 100%. yeah uh, Let's see. I'm at 25 now. That's Daryl Henderson. Still haven't seen JT. No, you, you definitely scrolled past him. I, I I had to. I missed him. Oh, eight. Eight. Okay. So yeah, and he's RB one. Yeah. And where was Eckler? Because he's uh, RB2, 3. Yeah. And Eckler's RB2. Although it is important to note that Eckler is behind Jonathan Taylor by 55 PPR. Yeah, JT had a five-touchdown. Never mind, because Eckler had a four-touchdown game the same fucking week. But um... here's another thing is through, ele- it took, uh, through 11 weeks, Austin Eckler is only ahead of Derrick Henry by half a point. Yeah, which really says a lot about Derrick Henry and what he did when he was on the field. Exactly. But um, all of that to bring up, and another thing, uh, Noah Fant was drafted. Not Noah Fant. Well, actually, Noah Fant's doing better than his ADP. But um, I talked about Noah Fant potentially being a top five tight end. We talked about our worst takes. You know, we talked about and some of them have kind of killed us in a lot of leagues. All that is to bring up that to be good at fantasy football is to be able to predict the future. And based on all this evidence, every last one of us is bad at both, and that is USDA approved. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could say trying to predict the future is a little bit of bullshit, but it's not Sammy's number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Hey, thanks, Quinn. So... Typically, I like to look at something and talk about something that everybody may have seen. In this case, I'm going to focus on something near and dear to my heart, and that's my Florida State Seminoles. So they had a game this weekend against Florida. I doubt either of you guys watched. It was two five and six teams playing against each other for bowl eligibility. Not a big national game, not a whole lot of relevance. Florida State's down 10 points with uh, about two minutes left to play. They get down uh, inside the inside the 20 they actually get down i think to the two throw a touchdown pass gets called back for pi with about a minute 20 left and it's now second and goal from like the 17 instead of kicking the field goal florida state tries to score the touchdown they eventually do run more time off the clock had two timeouts um they, they should have kicked the field goal and tried the onside but what i'm trying to get to and what my number one bullshit was after they score this touchdown the onside kicks required. There's 50-something seconds left. And again, only two timeouts. So they bring out two kickers, and they're going to try to do a little misdirection. And one kicker takes a couple steps towards the ball. The other one goes, and he's going he's gonna to do the onside kick to the left. And as he does that, he steps over the ball like they're supposed to do and then kick the top. He completely whiffs on the ball except for one cleat touches the top of the ball and it ends up. And when I say this, this is not an exaggeration, a six inch kickoff where the ball just simply 
falls off the tee and oh lays my god there, lays there not even to the 36 yard line kicking off from the 35 it doesn't even reach the 36 yard line had to be the backup kicker and it's the guy who does the normal kickoffs he's not the guy who kicks the field goals but he does every kickoff oh my god and i sat there like yo at least give us a fucking chance to recover. What what is going on right now? I haven't been in a state of disbelief like that in a long time. I understand the chances of of a recovery are very very low. I get that. I understand that. But we didn't even have a chance to get the ball back. It just fell off the tee in the saddest, most pathetic way I've ever seen. And Florida State loses to Florida, twenty four twenty one. Absolute bullshit. I want to go punch somebody in the throat. I'm still mad about it. It's unbelievable. Uh, our Mountaineers are bowl eligible. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> but in other news, just saw this c- come across my phone. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook is expected to miss the next two games, Sunday at Detroit and the following Thursday game against Pittsburgh with the hope being that he can return next week for Monday night versus Chicago from Adam Schefter. So he will not be going to IR. That's good for Florida State. That's good for Florida State. That's a positive right there. Yeah. So Dalvin Cook looks like he will not be going to IR. He's just going to be out for just two games. So hopefully you're like me and every league that you have Dalvin Cook, you also have Matheson start him for two weeks and then you're good to go for your fantasy playoffs. Yeah. Um, so with that, where can we find y'all at Sammy? Yeah. Hit me up at Samuel underscore Gordon. If you want to talk anything, cigars, uh, anything, fantasy football, anything, college football, uh, scotch. Uh, there's actually a good Irish whiskey. I've been hitting up lately. It's called yellow spot. If you haven't seen it, there's a, a cheaper version called Green Spot. Very, very, very good Irish whiskey. Been hitting that up. So, uh, again, if you want to talk anything whiskey-related, cigars, fantasy football, college football, soccer, I'm your guy. It's at Samuel underscore Gordon. Kobe. Uh, you can catch me at BeefGarbon36. Um, hit me up on Twitter. I'll talk about, you know, whatever with you. Uh, football, college football. Uh, Lincoln Riley and his USC contract details. Did you see those came out? That was awesome. Yeah, uh, $110 million. USC buying both his homes in Norman for $500,000 over asking price. Buying a $6 million home in LA for him. Unlimited use of the private jet 24 7. So, where, so where'd, where'd you see this? I didn't see these numbers, and I find that hard to believe because. That's a private school. They're not required to disclose salaries. Did you ever say $110 million? I, I think I'm making this shit up. I can't read that. Yeah, I can't read it either. It's just it's do- not, not confirmed. It's from Robert Hefner, uh, but uh, unnecessary uh, roughness from Barstool mm. is where I saw it. I'd be, yeah, I'm going to do some research. I'll go hit up Andy Staples. Yeah, if you want to dispute Kobe on those numbers, hit him up on Twitter, BeefGarbon36. Of course, you can find me at Quinn underscore Kusky. Last name is C-U-S-K-E-Y. 
you put it in on Siri, it's going to say Cusker Roy. Don't know where the R comes from. It doesn't exist. Um, and of course, we're going to hit you all with a music moment. This band just released their full, their first ever full length album on a Friday. I love it. If um, if you've ever listened to like some old school Kill Switch Engage, it's that same lead singer. It's Howard Jones. Um, this band is called Scion. This song is called More Than Just Myself. It's badass. We're out. Peace. Later, fellas. Yeah.